Welcome to We Fish ASA, the best darn fishing show on the radio or the internet in the entire USA. I'm Steve Sarley. My partner is Dave Kranz. We Fish ASA is always pleased to offer you a conversation with the most interesting, the most informative, most entertaining, as well as some of the biggest names in the world of fishing. We Fish ASA is brought to you by the proud industry members of the American Sport Fishing Association, especially St. Croix, the best rods on earth. Calcutta, makers of a line of products that fit your fishing lifestyle and passion. Daiwa, take a look at the new Tatula Elite Reel. You'll like it as much as we do. We Fish ASA presents a new episode of our one-hour podcast each and every week. It's available 24-7 everywhere you get your podcasts. Don't forget, home base is wefishasa.com. You can always listen to us there. We Fish ASA is recorded at two studios in Northern Illinois. I'm at one, Dave's at the other. We send the audio down to Brad Nearman in Land Lakes, Florida. His operation is Berserk Productions. Hey, Brad, thanks for everything you do. On today's show, we welcome our friend Dan Johnson from St. Croix. We're going to have Michael Brand from uh, USA Bass talking about the youth fishing program that he is headed up. I'm going to talk to a friend of mine from Northern Illinois, an elite angler who I really enjoy. He's a good fisherman, and I think he's got a great story to tell. I'm going to be excited to talk to my friend Chris Groh. But first, let's swing it over to Dave Kranz, who's going to start off by bringing on Mr. Dan Johnson from St. Croix. Take it away, David. As Steve said, I am Dave Kranz. This is the We Fish ASA podcast, and this segment is brought to you by St. Croix, the best rods on earth. And St. Croix brings us Dan Johnston almost 52 weeks out of the year. Welcome back, Dan. Hey, Dave. Thanks for having me. Uh, always enjoy having you. We just both got back from uh, ICAST, and what a great experience it was for everybody in our industry to uh, see see each of us face-to-face again and experience uh a live iCast. What, what were the highlights for you? I know you were stuck in your booth almost every day, but you got to have some highlights. Yeah, that's the downside. I didn't get to walk the show. I was literally slammed from opening bell to the closing bell. I got to walk it a little bit at the end, but we were super busy, which is an upside. It was just great to see people again. And, you know, I, I had people comment that the show was slightly smaller and maybe the dealer at retailer and media overall attendance, obviously with international and Canada, um, being affected uh, was a down, but those that were there, man, it w- I mean, I don't know if I've ever seen laser focus and efficiency and appointments right on time. And I mean, there was a level of seriousness this year, which really made it fun, you know, because the attention to detail on the new product and the programs and all those things we do as retailers and manufacturers to benefit the angler were really um, running full, you know, at, at a high efficiency for sure. Yeah, I think the focus uh, on attention to detail of the 11,000 of us that tended, attended, you know, normally I think last year was 15,000, but a lot of those four were international and out of the country and they didn't want to have to quarantine when they got back home. But uh, yeah, a lot of good things in those booths, a lot of people paying attention and not a lot of dilly-dallying around and people were getting what they needed to get done, doing their business, getting it done and moving on to the next booth or appointment that they had. Uh, it was good. A lot of uh, the uh, new products are always cool to see. You get to see different uh, items in there. And, uh, you know, I, I think our industry, uh, as we were talking off the air beforehand, the, the decisions of a new product don't just start 
the week before ICAST. These things are years in the making, aren't they? Yeah, they are. Certainly, I can speak for us. You know, we're we're uh, three years out in some cases, and in, in, in some cases, we're we're at least talking about things even beyond that. You know, so it is neat to see all the new product. That's the lifeblood of our industry, and it's it's there at that show. I mean, pretty much everything that's anything. You know, there were some major players not there this year, but the, but boy, it was. Uh, it was it was a it was a great show and most importantly and a lot of us commented it was just great to uh great to see people again you know it's one thing to see people over zoom and telephones but it's totally different when you can look them in the eye and shake their hand and thank them for being a partner and all that good stuff so it was you know it was it was there was a a really cool level of enthusiasm <laughs> even the airport experience you know uh, after la- last year, when the last time I had flown, the airport can be kind of a pain and you're going through the motions. But even the air- airport experience wasn't as bad. This is the first time I had flown since COVID. And and I think the people in the airport were a little bit better, too. Obviously, many of them had not flown in a while and having some extra rules of wearing a mask in the airport. We were all prepared for that. And, and it went pretty smooth. Uh, luckily, the flights that I was on were was on time. I heard some stories from other people that traveled that they didn't have such on time flights. But, uh, you know, the experience of, of going to an ICAST and coming back from an ICAST and thinking about everything you absorbed, uh, you're still going through that since you, you just got back. Yeah, I got mechanical delays. So I was five hours in O'Hare going down. So that was always fun. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, short of that, you know, you, you always meet people and talk to them and they, they, you know, see that you were in a fishing hat or whatever. And that goes into all sorts of ancillary conversations that are fun, but no, it was, it was great. Um, it was great to see, uh, all the people on the water event was, was really cool too. It was a little cooler for us this year, which was good. It was so hot, but nothing like it has been in past years. And to get to get you, put your hands on, you know, not just what we're doing at St. Croix, but, uh, other baits too, you know, there's a little Z-Man chatter bait out. That's just really cool. Um, and so that's just one of, you know, a hundred things that I saw that's really neat. So yeah, I, I, I think the angler has a lot to look forward to in 2022 and, and you know, and certainly beyond. I, I talked to several participants that said that during that event and afterwards, there were quite a few people from ICAST that were fishing that pond and they saw bass getting caught. And I, I believe you could, did you catch one last year there? Yeah, I did. I got a pretty good one right off the dock on a little swim jig, just got messing around, getting my line measured on my reel. But yeah, I probably saw a dozen caught. You know, it's it's a little chaotic on our side of the, of the lake. Um, so I think a lot of the bass caught are on the other side. You can see it. I was throwing a surf rod totally across the pond and they, they were... Um, you know, there's bass in the reeds on the backside. You can see them catch them. So that's kind of cool. You know, you're actually fishing right in front of the convention center. Yeah, yeah, that that's pretty neat. So on the uh, the rods end of things, you you guys changed up some things. Are, are most of those cosmetic changes? Do you want to run through what what you made the changes on with the icon and the uh, 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 panfish and walleye uh, or the uh, uh, trout rod? And uh, tell us a little bit about those. Yeah, I'll take a minute here. You know, we do icon trout, panfish, and bass X, and certainly not just cosmetic, and not far, far from it. Matter of fact, all of them have a brand new SC2 carbon blank. It's it's a new and improved version, which is huge, and they all have different guide platforms. Uh, two of them are using the Sea Guide Atlas, which is a really long foot, 
in the uh, panfish and trout keeps the line off the blank and then the bass x and, and icon have a hybrid aluminum oxide to stainless steel running guide platform so it's completely different than anything we've ever done before uh now the look has changed as well but it's way beyond that and most people are saying the tips are lighter um and componentry has been improved and the blank is certainly new and improved yeah, I said I said cosmetic changes and the look is different and and because there's no way I could explain it the way you can because you've just come <laughs> off of explaining it to hundreds of people a day and and uh, I I'm I I did that on purpose because you're better at at that than me because you are an expert at this and uh, yeah I as a retailer I looked at those products and. Um, uh, full disclosure, I ordered every one of them. So they're all going to be in my retail store and uh, looking forward to having them. And I think the changes, uh, they felt they felt different. They felt better. They uh, uh excited to be able to use those products as well. Uh, on, the, on the other end of things, did you hear any buzz about anything else at ICAST while you were working the booth that you heard multiple times and said, that's something I got to go look at? You said the Z-Man Chatterbait. Uh, you know, we're kind of doing an ICAST wrap up, but uh, what it's it'd be interesting to me to know if you heard anything while you're working your booth. They see your products and then they say something else like, "Hey, did you see this or hear about this?" You know, I'm going to hear a lot because normally, and we've done podcasts on this before. Normally, I intentionally get out of the booth, walk at the show for at least an hour and do recon for <laughs> retail partners and anglers alike. But this year I just didn't have time. I, I did a 6,000 mile an hour flyby in the last, the last 30 minutes. And then unfortunately the fact I've been in this industry so long now, I get stopped every 20 <laughs> yards talking to somebody and I, I didn't get it covered like I wanted to, but there were some neat baits out there. Z-Man, for one, they have two chatter baits, got a mini max and then a big, a big bladed dirty water chatter, but bladed jig that's going to be really good, like to replace the big noisy square bill and not replace it, but complement it. Or the big giant, you know, number seven spinner bait that we're throwing in dirty water trying to wake things up when they can't see it. So they've got that one. And then, uh, boy, there, there was missile has a really cool little jig trailer. I was talking to John Cruz about that, um, and got to look at that. And there, there's just, you know, all kinds of baits, but I didn't get on the hard baits as much as I wanted to. Normally I spend a lot of time looking at that, but, uh, you know, I'm going to get a lot more information in, in the coming weeks from, from reps about what's new, but I just didn't get to do it this year like I normally do, Dave. No, and and uh, and I got to go to my appointments. I had to get back. Also, I I wasn't able to stay there for the whole thing. I I uh, I got there Tuesday night and I left out uh, Thursday evening. I wasn't able to be there on Friday, which is only my day to kind of look around and do the same thing. But my my days were pretty in, encompassed with appointment after appointment after appointment. But I, I did see that trailer and the jig that uh, John Cruz came out with from Missile Baits. Uh, it's a small craw-like trailer that has actually, it, it's going to work great on several applications. I think you can put on a chatterbait, even though it's designed for his swim jig. Uh, I, I think you could put it on a finesse, like a net head rig or uh, some type of head like that and use that to it. It's just a, a nice looking bait. A lot of, lot of cool things out there. Patrick Sabiel had some interesting things, and I love his explanation of how he comes up with stuff. It's the crazy ideas that come out of my head, is what he said. And that's, that's I think the crazy ideas that come out of the heads of our whole industry is very interesting. 
Well, the crazy ideas that come out of our heads drive everything that happens at ICAST and also drives people that are listening to this podcast. I mean, everybody wants an advantage and it's awesome. That's what's cool about fishing or anything anybody wants to do at a high level. They, you know, you start thinking creativity and you look creatively, you look at something, you're like, what could I do with that to make it different than what everybody else is doing? And, you know, you're going to, you're going to win some and lose some, but when you win some and figure something out, uh, it's pretty special. And this just like, it's like a utopia for that world that I cast. I mean, every single step you take, you're looking at something going, man, that would work. You know, this, this saltwater bait would be amazing for, for, wipers in Iowa, for example, or yep. that's just, you know, one of a hundred examples I could give you, at least the way my minds work. And I, I don't like to be a follower with baits and do what everybody else has done. I like to forge my own path and I crash and burn a lot, but every once in a while you get one right and you figure out how to make a chatterbait hunt like nobody's business and it pays off, you know? Yep. You got, you got to try something. Well, for those that didn't get to go because it was an industry show, we always like to do a wrap-up as we did the week before about talking about what's up and coming. There's so many YouTube videos out there. Go look at iCast, iCast Best of Shows, iCast New Products, and you'll see so many things out there that you, you won't believe. And uh, uh, Dan, next week we'll get back to uh, educating the, uh, the listeners about something that we believe we can help them with and uh, always enjoy having you on the podcast. Thanks so much, Dave. Excellent. That was Dan Johnston. I am Dave Cran. Steve Siley is remote. And this segment was brought to you by St. Croix, the best rods on earth. The We Fish ASA podcast will be right back. Probably one of the number one questions I get, you know, what line do I use? That's a big debate. For every tour out there, everybody's debating which line. I choose the simple side. My choice of line is Sunline. One of my favorite lines to use is Sunline. How all can you use it? Anywhere you want to. Anywhere there's water and bass, it's good. Walleye, catfish, trout, speckled trout, sharks. There we go. Uh, I don't say this unless I think it's true, but honestly, it's the best in the market. The outdoors is more than just a profession for us here at Big Rock Sports. As avid anglers, hunters, and outdoor enthusiasts, it's our passion. So advocating on behalf of the outdoor sporting goods industry is a top priority for us. Big Rock Sports is proud to serve as the voice and advocate of outdoor sporting goods retailers across the nation. Big Rock Sports works tirelessly to protect our fisheries and anglers' rights. Big Rock Sports, we are here for you. Rule your water. Rule it with a St. Croix rod. Whether you take to the lake, wade the rivers, or cast from shore, St. Croix provides responsive performance, ensuring your success below every surface. With a St. Croix rod in hand, you're a part of a celebrated tradition that has spanned 70 years. Touch, power, and control are right at your fingertips and extend to you the finest fishing experience on the planet. St. Croix, the best rods on earth. Welcome back to the We Fish ASA podcast. I am Dave Cran. Steve Sarley is remote, and this segment is brought to you by Calcutta, an outdoor company that builds gear and apparel for those with a passion for the outdoors. I always like to say that the guests that I have on this segment, they all have a passion for the outdoors. And uh, this man, Michael Brand, is on the board of directors uh, for the U.S. Angling Confederation, and he is currently the youth committee chairman. Welcome back to the program, Michael. Thanks, Dave. It's good to be here. Uh, it's uh, 
it's always exciting to talk with you guys and talk about my love of fishing, especially working with youth. Yeah, and uh, tell us a little bit about this organization, what you guys do, and uh, uh, why you have such a passion for this organization. Sure. Uh, well, U.S. Angling is a 501c3 organization that provides leadership for the U.S. Angling teams. And uh, we have youth teams that are in bass, predator, ice, carp, match, ladies' match, U.S. fly fishing teams where we have five different teams, including women's and youth. Uh, we have hosted championships and events, which we'll talk about a little bit later. And uh, that's what U.S. Angling is. We are part of what's called the Confederation Internationale de la Peche Supportive. And that is the world sport fishing governing body as recognized by Sport Accord. SIPS is, has over 115 nations representing over 50 million competitive anglers. <clears throat> SIPS is made up of three different divisions, freshwater, fly, and saltwater fishing. So U.S. Angling is the sole uh, organization represented in SIPS to fish internationally. And we actually partnered with them back in 2015 when I was with the Boy Scouts. And I still am with the Boy Scouts. And then in February, uh, they invited me to serve on their board as part of their youth angling initiative. And uh, it has been quite the ride. I, uh, ride. I just got back from the ICAST show where I was able to actually personally meet some of my idols for in fishing, Scott Martin, Jacob Wheeler, Scott Canterbury, James Watson, Fred Dudley, David Fritz, Mark Rose, and of course, Charlie Evans. What an honor that was this past week. Yeah, and, that's, uh, that's great. My hope is, is that I'll be able to give the youth in the organization events the opportunity to meet their idols and track their idols as they compete for gold. And, and that's excellent. And yes, uh, ICAST is, uh, last year the ICAST had to be virtual and we did not get to meet in person. And it was wonderful to be able to uh, at least get there because it is one big family there and it it, it, it is good. Now, um, you guys have a lot of, lot of sponsors. I looked at your sponsor list and, I, and correct me if I miss any, but M-Tech, uh, Lithium Batteries, Favorite Brands, Gary Yamamoto, Ranger Boat, Garmin, uh, is it Cooksville, Tennessee? Yes, Cookville, Tennessee, and uh, Lake Murray over uh, at uh, in Columbia, South Carolina. Those those folks are very supportive of uh, U.S. angling events. Uh, the World Black Bass Championship was scheduled for November of 2021 down on Lake Murray. That is my understanding is that has now been deferred due to COVID to November of 20 or October of 22 but uh, so far knock on wood the U.S. kayak open is going to be held September 10th through 12th in Cookville Tennessee where uh, basically you have an opportunity to actually join the team uh, the team currently ex uh, in the kayak world is Russ Snyder's Drew Gregory Eric Jackson Ron Champion Cody Milton, Jackson Orr, and Guillermo Gonzalez. And essentially, the top six in, 
men and women will join the U.S. kayak fishing team and attend the next Pan Am Kayak Fishing Championship. So this is really a great opportunity to uh, come out here and compete with some of the best and fish for America. Absolutely, and I, and I, what a great time to to save fish for America. We're in the time of the uh, the Olympics right now, and and that's. Uh, that's pretty neat. So um, we'll give this again at the end, but if people want to find out more about the organization, do you have a, a page they can go to? Yeah, uh, please uh, feel free to visit our webpage at usangling, all one word, usangling.org. And there they can find out everything about what we do, who we are, and how to get involved. That's excellent. Now, most of these programs, you said uh, you're uh, the youth committee chairman. A lot of these programs are not only for youth, but yours, uh, obviously, that's the end you're working with. It, but it sounds like there's programs for everybody. That is for sure. The, uh, the youth angling events that I am responsible for are for the general public. We work with youth anywhere between 6 and, say, 12 years of age, introducing them into fish ecosystems, uh, fishing skills and equipment in water and boating safety. That's my thrust. And then, of course, then we have our assembled group of coaches for the teams, which are, we have three levels of coaches, and those coaches then work with these youth putting on clinics for the competitive angler. So uh, those are uh, quite uh, elite group. And uh, we certainly encourage people to go out to the website and find out how they can register for a team and also uh, look for our upcoming clinics. Excellent. And now, uh, can they also find out information if they want to donate uh, time or money to this organization? Are both of those welcome? Oh, those are definitely welcome. Like I said, we are a uh, charitable organization that relies on the generosity and patriotic spirit of the American people to help anglers achieve their dreams. That's excellent. And that we'll give it again at the end, but usangling.org. And uh, so what are some of the, the next closest events that are coming up? Was the September one the next uh, opportunity for people to, to see what's going on? Yes, Cookville is coming up very quickly, and that was an excellent opportunity. Uh, there are some events coming up, I think, in the uh, north-central part of the United States in the, in the near future. I can't go into those details right now, but I expect things to be happening up in north-central uh, of the United States very soon. But the, uh, the in Cookville, Tennessee, we actually, in addition to having the U.S. Kayak Open, KBF, Kayak Bass Fishing Organizations, are running a tournament that same weekend, and we're actually running a Youth Angler Education Day where we have got a whole host of volunteers from all over the state of Tennessee who are helping us put on over 35 different stations dealing with fish ecosystems, fishing skills and equipment, and with water and boating safety. And we'd love to have you down and visit and see how it is. We also have got a program, Dave, which is called an ambassador program. And the ambassador program is an opportunity for you to be a social media influencer out there, basically keeping an eye on what's going on with U.S. angling, 
and essentially wear the brand, invite some of your friends to follow U.S. Angling, tweet some of our messages, and uh, help us connect with the general public. And that's a U.S. Angler Ambassador Program. And we'd invite anybody interested to join our ambassador team as together we try to build additional momentum of this organization. Yeah, I, I think all, all of that is great. And anything that can help get the uh, youth or help all the people that came into the sport fishing world. As we both heard at ICAST, there was, I believe, around 5 million new anglers that had never bought a fishing license. And I believe the number was 9 million that were lapsed anglers that came back into it. So we have a, a very good opportunity here to help educate and help the new people be successful and and many of those are youngsters and and kids and and uh, moms and dads that never maybe grew up in a fishing family but they have uh, a youth that's interested in it and programs like yours will will certainly help them and help all of us uh, go forward in the future but uh, anything stick out of your mind at ICAST other than the fact that there was a big family that got together well one thing that that really caught up to me was just talking to some of these professional anglers and how their eyes lit up when we talked about competing for gold and representing the United States. I think part of it had to do with some of the Olympic buzz that was going on out there, but it was truly inspiring to me to see these mega anglers light up when we started talking about we're going to be going in 2022 and in, in some ways the disappointment they showed when we had to tell them that we were canceling 2021 and uh so it was nice to know that our professional anglers have still got the spark and the energy to represent the united states the other thing that really caught me off guard well, i didn't catch me off guard was the amount of fishing gear this designed for the ladies and the girls. And uh, at the ICAST Cup, we actually sponsored a um, tournament where the top two women who finished in the tournament were given an opportunity to fish on our Pan U.S. Uh, angling Pan Am bass fishing team. And to see these ladies come in with, you know, 15 pounds of fish in four, four hours on a hot, morning down in florida was very impressive and so it was nice to see the ladies out there competing and earning a spot on our team yeah that was uh, uh i was i enjoyed seeing that announcement when that happened and uh enjoyed uh watching the uh I, I did not get to participate. I have participated since they've done it, but I was unfortunately on the way back from a tournament at Lake Champlain because I do fish major league fishing uh big five northern division so i i I couldn't do that, get there early enough, get home and get on a plane for ICAST and make it all happen. But uh, I definitely, uh, I'm sure this won't be the last time that we have you on it, but uh, I definitely thank you, uh, Michael Brand, for being on the We Fish ASA podcast and look forward to getting updates in the future from you. All right. Well, thanks a lot, Dave. And uh, let's go, go Team USA and let's fish for gold. That sounds awesome. That was Michael Brand from USA Angling Confederation. He is the current Youth Committee Chairman. I am Dave Cran. Steve Siley is remote. And this segment of the We Fish ASA podcast was brought to you by Calcutta, an outdoor company that builds gear and apparel for those with a passion for the outdoors. We will be right back. The outdoors is more than just a profession for us here at Big Rock Sports. 
As avid anglers, hunters, and outdoor enthusiasts, it's our passion. So advocating on behalf of the outdoor sporting goods industry is a top priority for us. Big Rock Sports is proud to serve as the voice and advocate of outdoor sporting goods retailers across the nation. Big Rock Sports works tirelessly to protect our fisheries and anglers' rights. Big Rock Sports, we are here for you. Calcutta, we're an outdoor coastal trading company that builds gear and apparel for those with a passion for the outdoors. Born in the back of a Florida bait and tackle shop, Calcutta was created with a rebellious spirit and a goal to offer hardworking outdoor products at a reasonable price. Calcutta builds the products that fit your lifestyle. We're on a mission to help you reclaim your free time and to declare mutiny on the mundane. Depend on Calcutta gear and apparel. Bass anglers have heard it all when it comes to manufacturers having the best casting reel. Well, Daiwa can back it up with the Tatula SV. The Tatula SV has three key features that make it the most versatile casting reel on the market today. The SV spool is a lightweight aluminum spool allowing for long control light lure casting. MAG4Z gives you the option to set a precise casting range no matter what lure or wind situation. The Daiwa T-Wing system reduces line angle and friction when casting. Distance, control, and finesse like no other reel on the market. Petula, the ultimate finesse long cast system designed by Daiwa. Welcome back to We Fish ASA. I am Steve Sarley. Dave Kranz is remote. We Fish ASA is brought to you by the proud industry members of the American Sport Fishing Association. Please help to ensure the future of fishing by visiting KeepAmericaFishing.org. And, you know, if you're an industry professional, please consider joining the American Sport Fishing Association by visiting ASAFishing.org. Our next guest is virtually a neighbor from, uh, of mine. We, we record this show from uh, northern Illinois, suburbs of Chicago, uh, not known as being a hotbed of bass fishing. But you know what? We have some pretty good fishing here. We've raised a couple of pretty good anglers. Our next guest is one of them. Uh, the reason I have this gentleman on is because A, I really like him. B, he can really fish. And C, I think he's got a good story that if you all listen and pay attention to, you'll see yourself in the guy who's doing the talking. Please welcome from the Bassmaster Elite Series, Mr. Chris Grow. Hey, Chris Grow, how you doing? What's going on, Sarley? How you doing, Bubba? Uh, not much, not much at all. You know, I said a lot of guys start out uh, in fishing from different uh, different angles. Well, you know, everybody I talk to the first group, well, how'd you get started in fishing? Oh, my grandfather took me when I was four years old. It, it's the same story. I don't know how you started. And, and I would like you to tell me that, and, and thank whoever got you into it. But, but I want to talk about your development as an angler uh, once you got traction and got going. How, how did you get started in the sport of fishing first? Well, well, well we do got to give credit to the two grandpas because without them, I don't know what I do. You know, and I guess mom and dad had to work and pay the bills. Someone had to take me fishing. So <laughs> that uh, I'm sorry for the same old story on that one. But both my grandpas uh, contributed when I was young to my addiction and so did my father when he had the time, you know what I'm saying? But, uh, yeah, I had to give them two credit. But, uh, yeah, I don't know, starting, I mean, we can do a quick, you know, you know, 
quick cap to where I got here now. I no, mean, all right, all right. So you start you started like like all or most of us, and some it's grandma, and some it's the mom or whatever. But you you get started, you get this young. I, I don't really talk to anybody who picked up a rod for the first time when they were in their twenties. You know, everybody's pretty established by then. At what yeah. you, you knew you liked it from day one. At what point in your life and why did you know that it was going to be something that you were taking seriously? Uh, I knew probably, I think I was around nine. That's when I basically, uh, I remember writing like a book report kind of deal. And then, you know, they're saying, what do you want to be when you grow up? And I said I was going to be, you know, a bass master. So I, <laughs> I don't know, kind of stuck with that. And, you know, I can plug and play how things worked out. You know, after that, I continued to fish a lot. Was uh, very, very fortunate to work at a local tackle store, Triangle Sports and Marine, you know, and be able to, you know, work and be within the environment at a young age. And, you know, that transpired into going out and fishing tournaments, being subs for some of these guys, you know, on the chain of lakes. You know, that's where kind of, you know, the chain rat thing comes from. And uh, I was able to do that. And, you know, and fish, and I actually had a little guide service when I was young, and because I was, you know, I was only working a couple, you know, 25 hours, 30 hours at the bait shop, and then I'd take people out through the bait shop. I was very lucky to be able to do that, so I don't know, it excelled quick, Steve, you know what I mean? It kind of just, you know, and metamorphosized and everything, and being from this little hole-in-the-wall spot in Illinois... It does have, and you know this, tons of tournaments here, up here, whether it be on the Fox Channel Lakes, Lake Geneva, uh, you know, when, nearby Winnicani, we have a lot of tournaments, and I just tried to put myself in every single event I could and learn and learn and get my butt kicked and learn and win and get my butt kicked, you know, and just went through the process until I worked my way up. And, you know, working my way up was definitely through Fish BFLs, Fished the Cabela's Team Series, um, fished a lot of major events. Uh, me and my partner always wanted to put ourselves in contention to fish for fiberglass, you know, to fish for a boat, knowing that that's the end of the road, you know. So fortunate to win a boat before, fortunate to go up north up into uh, fighter country and win a really, really big tournament uh, when I was younger. I don't know, I just... You know, and you kind of just metamorphosize, and then fishing, you know, fishing's always been there, Steve. You get what I mean? And, you, oh, yeah. you know, then I'll, you know, but I was into construction too, you know, I was a tile setter. So life was also there, you know. So you went through little bits and periods. Um, I went and I said, okay, I'm going to do it. So, like in 08, I believe, no, it was no, sorry, 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 05. I went and did the Everstart series and tried to make it into FLW and got off to a great start then kind of fell on my face and then ran out of money. So then I went back to work, you know, but fishing was still there. Wednesday nighters, as many tournaments as I can. And, you know, just kind of working towards that bubble. And then all of a sudden you get to this point where you're just like, I don't know, like I love my job. I love working for customers, but I'm like, this isn't what I love. You know? right, so, right. so this is where things got nutty. We did, I decided to like save up some money um, and give a go at it and go do the opens in 2015. And here's where things kind of get ugly. And a lot of people know the story, but, you know, some don't. So we're going to keep it quick. 2015, I'm ready to go fish all the opens, all the divisions to make the elites. I'm ready to do this. Okay. My, my parents are aware. But then all of a sudden, 
December comes and life changes for the worse. Uh, I lose my father unexpectedly. So I'm just like, oh, geez, I'm not doing this. You know, you just feel like deflated, you know. So long story short, my, you know, my family is a bunch of realists. I've got a lot of support. And my mom's just like, Chris, I know you need to help me, you know, with the house. You got to do what you got to do. But you should go and fish the Southerns because you're going to be done by May, you know, like three tournaments, one in January, like a couple weeks after, you know, the whole incident. She's she's like, it's the only way you're going to cope. Get on the road with your friends and go out and fish, you know. And I I was awesome that she thought that that was the best way to do it. So I only picked one division that year. Fished, you know, fished the division. (laughs) It was super, super successful. Literally just missed making the elites. So it was like... It helped me cope with my dad, but it also freaking, you know, all of a sudden it's like, okay, dude, you can do this. And then the following year, I went and did the whole division, all of them, you know, Southerns, uh, Northerns, and uh, Central. uh, Centrals. Yeah. And went and did that and ended up getting lucky and qualifying in the Northerns and made the elites and within two years on the Opens. And then my rookie year was 2018. Excellent. Excellent. Good story. Question. People don't yeah. realize this. You know, you, you got to be good. You got to have the feeling you're good enough to move up in class. Uh, you, you did that. The other thing that that holds a lot of uh, anglers back is obviously the money. You've got to have you got to have money to fish. You talked about saving money to, to, to for entry fees, and, and it you work. But uh, a, a lot of guys. In order to in order to save money for the entry fees, you have to have uh, a, some type of job, some type of living to do this. And most guys are, are of the point where if, if you've got a job that pays enough that you can that you can bank away entry fee money, you, you don't have the opportunity to take time off because every tournament is is more than a week. You, you've got tournament days, you've got practice days, you've got travel days. Now you're talking about a minimum of. Uh, Three events, uh, say for uh, say for uh, an open or uh, or a uh, FLW Toyota a Toyota series or whatever. So you, you know you got three four weeks vacation just to fish, and you, you want to get more into this. Like you're talking about doing all three circuits, and now you're talking nine ten weeks. Okay, who's got a job where you can take nine ten weeks off? You open a tile setting business, uh, which you've had for for many years. Did it ever occur to did you ever honestly get offered a job like a full-time job? Hey Chris, you want to come work for me for 40 hours a week? And you looked at that, it's okay, here's my choice. I can go to work for this guy for 40 hours a week, get two weeks vacation like the rest of the world, and limit my fishing or start my own business so I can take as many damn weeks of vacation I want so I can go fish tournaments. That's a hard decision. I think that's one of the big decisions there. What did you do? Well, I mean, I'll be straight with you. Yeah, I was offered jobs, but I learned at a young age I would never, 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 never work for the man um, just because of my fishing. And trust me, it's, 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 you know, my parents were pissed at some things. I mean, I went to college. I mean, I, I literally came like a semester short of having a teaching degree, you know, so like, so all of a sudden I made a decision, you know, that I wanted to fish instead of, I didn't want to, I didn't think just having summers off would be enough, you know? So like I got really into construction, took an opportunity to build houses and that turned into the tile work type thing. But yeah, no, I never wanted to, I could never do that. I could never have someone say you can't 
go when you want to go. Yeah. And I just, I don't know. That's my personality, and I don't know. I like freedom of owning my own business. I'm visualizing you in a pair of khakis and a shirt and a tie standing up in front of a bunch of high school freshmen. Yeah, I see that happening. Yeah, I don't know, no. That's scaring you to scaring you to think that, about it, isn't it? It is scary, but it also that schooling and that, you know, I have a girl, you know, a love for kids, you know what I mean? And it especially helps me, you know, when I did guide and it helps you know, because I mean there's so many things that are gonna come out of this last four years, you know, you know, win, lose or draw here, but I'm not gonna stop fishing. What if I start guiding again? I don't know. I be I believe that 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 part of me, my part of life when I did go to school, you know, learned me to be a little more patient, you know, with people. So. All right, let's 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 bring it up. Uh, uh, this time we'll get away from me real quickly. So let's bring it up uh, to present day and skip over a lot of stuff. I can always circle back. You're you're, you're fishing an elite series this year, and you're looking at yourself, and it, and uh, the the year is ending, and y'all have to qualify to be invited back to the elites. And there's, yep. a, there's a question in your mind and maybe everybody's mind whether you're going to score high enough as the season's drawn to a close to, to earn an elite invitation back. And uh, you get to the last tournament, which was where? Uh, St. Lawrence River, New York. St. Lawrence River. And uh, you can tell that Chris Crow is, is on a mission. It's, it's like a difference between, uh, uh, you, you know, you, you're doing this, but, like, you need to put food on your... Uh, 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 food on your family's table you, you performed differently and it looked like you needed to feed your kids you know uh, you were out there fishing with uh, an intensity that uh, I'm not sure if we had seen before is is that true were you looking at that last tournament like oh my god I gotta do something here I'm just gonna put it all together and make it happen a little bit, Steve, but this last tournament was a lot of, uh, and this is going to sound weird, of just not caring anymore, which I think I need to do more in my fishing career. Like, I just went out there and let the, you know, let the cards fly. I knew I had some big fish located, and I just went for them, you know what I mean? Like, I didn't, I never filled the gap this tournament. You know, sure, the final day sucked because the current was hitting, the, the wind was hitting the current too hard, and it basically dirtied up the area and I couldn't present the bait the way I should and I let, couldn't catch him on a top shot there. So. Let, 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 me, let, me, let me take a quick break and bring it back. Uh, all right, we're, we're at the St. Lawrence River. Uh, Chris Crow has, uh, has fished out of his mind for uh, three days and you make the cut. You're in the top 10. You're going to fish the last day at the St. Lawrence and this is a make or break. I, I know in your mind you're going, I got to win this thing to guarantee my invitation for next year. This is a big deal. We're going to hang it all out there and do it. Let's take a quick break. Let our sponsors have a word. We'll come back and let Chris Gross sponsors have a word. I'm Steve Sarley. You're listening to We Fish ASA. I'll be right back with Chris Crow. You know, when I look at the tournaments I've won, probably four or five of the boats that I've won have been on a tube. But I had completely gotten away from flipping a tube because nobody, nobody made one soft enough. Big Bite has come with this new tour series of baits. The thing that's probably the most unique is when you look at that bait, the salt just rolls out of it. And to me, that is the reason a fish bites a tube and hangs on to it. This isn't one of those, let's go out and catch some smallmouth tube. This is a let's get it done tube. Bass anglers have heard it all when it comes to manufacturers having the best casting reel. 
Well, Daiwa can back it up with the Tatula SV. The Tatula SV has three key features that make it the most versatile casting reel on the market today. The SV spool is a lightweight aluminum spool allowing for long control light lure casting. MAG4Z gives you the option to set a precise casting range no matter what lure or wind situation. The Daiwa T-Wing system reduces line angle and friction when casting. Distance, control, and finesse like no other reel on the market. Petula, the ultimate finesse long cast system designed by Daiwa. The St. Croix story has evolved over 70 years. With gritty determination, St. Croix built the most advanced fishing rod facility in the world. And with it, a world-class brand that has earned the respect and admiration of anglers around the planet. We will continue to challenge ourselves, our employees, and our partners to be the best every day. We're proud to celebrate 70 years of passion and commitment to making the best rods on earth. St. Croix. Welcome back to We Fish ASA. I am Steve Sarley. Dave Kranz is remote. We Fish ASA is brought to you by the proud industry members of the American Sport Fishing Association. Don't forget, check us out on social media. Our guest is Chris Groh, and you can check him out on social media. He figured out that social media world a long time ago. He's all over the darn place with that. But let's bring it back uh, to where we were before we went to break. Crisco is entering the last day of the Bassmaster Elite, the last Bassmaster Elite Tournament of the Year on the St. Lawrence River. How did you approach this? Did you did you do it different? Did you say, "Man, I got to just do something that I've not done before," or you know, getting five fish? I got to get five fish. I'd like to fit it. You know, the higher up I go, the bigger check I'm getting. But but I got to get that first. Do you fit it? <laughs> do, do you fish different? Uh, I don't. I, I'll be honest with you. My intensity in, into every tournament is the same intensity as it was going into that final day. Um, you know, I know my outcomes haven't showed it. You know, in the past, but I've I've had some I've had some issues. I've had some breakdowns. I've had some lost fish. But that's a whole other story. But the intensity was the same. You know, I'm ready. I'm ready to catch them. And especially at St. Lawrence, what I mean basically did was. Now, I'll give you a quick synopsis. I owe the credit to history, you know, being there. Been, I've been going there now for four years. Yeah. So that really helps, you know, being able to work off some history and some areas I knew had big fish previously. So, you know, that worked out advantage. But Aquaview, I got, I got, I mean, I'm not sponsored by them at all. What an amazing product. That really helped me locate these fish and locate larger fish. Because St. Lawrence River's chock full of fish but the thing is that current is so strong very 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 hard to uh <clears throat> graft these fish yeah because what happens in that heavy current they're going to hug the bottom so you can't really see them so you, you mean you can see them but sometimes they'll be deceiving they'll look like a rock you know basically they're hugging the current because they live in that current 24 7. what that camera does allow you to go down there and see how many are down there and the size range because you find schools they'd just be loaded with like 12 to 15 inch smallies that's going to do nothing for you you'd find 100 of them but what's going to do so what i did in practice was differently in this event because i had such history and i knew these areas i literally so 13 hour practice day 12 hour practice day sun up to sundown i was deliberately like put myself full focus to camera for eight hours a day eight hours a day yeah and find and literally 
my second best spot i never even fished never even did anything on i found a hump with this break off of it in the super deep water and, and when i camered it there were like seven maybe eight just megas there and I, i'm sounding weird i'm sounding like total fisherman but i ain't lying <laughs> i swear i saw the one the one that real big dark one i caused like a little over five pounds i swear i saw it on the camera two days before so i don't know i owe it all to the aquaview because i was able you know I, I would never use the product in that way shape or form anywhere else other than maybe like the st lawrence river I don't know, Colorado River, somewhere where you have a lot of current and smallmouth. You get what I mean? It's not yeah, something yeah, I'm yeah, I understand. I'm not going to go to Pickwick and drop it on a ledge. Right, you know right, what I mean? right. But you would be just amazed that you'll go over an area, Steve, and you'll see nothing on your graph and put the camera down there instead of them. That, you know what I mean? Like, that is amazing. <laughs> well, you, you ended up uh, you ended up with a top 10 finish. I was very happy. I was very proud of you. Not what you... <laughs> Not what your your dream was, but I, I thought it was a, a, a nice story for ending the season. And, and the, the tournament was ended up uh, being won by uh, Taku Ito. Uh, to me, it came out of nowhere, won this thing, uh, uh, and, 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 a, and a good guy, a deserving winner. And you were probably the other boater, uh, other angler in the tournament that was fishing closest to him, right? Yeah, we were fishing somewhat i mean on the way in we did i mean on the way in we were fishing right by each other and i watched him call with a mega giant so yeah no yeah we were close i mean what's that what's that thing. like being there there within you know within eye range and watching a guy who's catching a fish that's gonna beat you and, and win the tournament are you looking at him as, or are you ignoring him you know i mean i'm just i'm doing my thing i'll be straight with you uh, for the last two years, I've watched Taco Itu just mop the floor with me, so it was nothing <laughs> uncommon. So, and, and he's an amazing angler, and he's going to be putting on a show for a couple of years, years to come. You know what I mean? Uh, speak, speaking about uh, speaking about other anglers, uh, you are—I uh, uh, don't know how to say this exactly. You're, you're a member of a coalition. If the people don't realize this, a lot of uh, a lot of professional anglers will. Uh, spend time on the road together obviously you, you can't travel together because everybody's pulling their own boat but but you'll book lodging together you eat together uh you, you, every day you're talking about your pre-fishing and a lot of times you'll see uh guys that are that are partners not partners isn't a word either but uh guys that communicate uh share share spots or techniques or colors and they, they do well if, if uh, the group does well, uh, you know, if the group does, everybody in the group seems to ha have a little bit shared success or shared failure. And uh, it ends up that y your group is amazing. Uh, from yeah. Canada, the Johnson brothers. Uh, from Canada, Jeff Gustafson. And from Minnesota, uh, Mr. Seth Fighter. And the last of the group is from Illinois, Chris Grow. How the hell did you get in that group? Uh, I got to throw another one. We've been, uh, uh, good old Matty Robertson's been uh, <laughs> diving with us too. So we got our, we've got quite the group of misfits, but uh, I don't know. Me and Fight have been friends for a while, you know, and I just, I, you know, I, I worked, I worked my way into a circle of trust, I guess. And uh, then basically when the whole merger happened, uh, the Canadians came too, you know, and I knew them from the past. I mean, we didn't know each other well, but, you know, I mean, 
we knew each other enough, but uh, I don't know. It worked out great. I, I, I can I mean, see the personalities meshing. I like you all. You guys, you guys are, are, are fun guys, and uh, uh, I've heard guys say, oh, man, I wouldn't want to stay near where those guys are staying. They got to be noisy and rip it up. And where I, I said, I think they're real serious. I, I realize these guys have fun and they're good guys, but I think they're as serious as a heart attack. When it well, comes yeah, to no, fishing, yeah, no, yeah, we're all in bed early. We're a bunch of old turds. Yeah, no, <laughs> nothing like that. Yeah, I mean, I'm not gonna lie to you. You know, we got an off day, or you know, we one two of us don't make the cut. We may, you know, we might get a little rowdy, but I'm nothing, nothing out of uh, nothing out of Animal House or anything like that. Oh, I, we're, I, we're all we're all getting old. You know what I'm saying? Oh, so, please. Um, but yeah, those guys are the greatest roommates ever. They have. Uh, made me a better fisherman and uh, especially a better smallmouth fisherman i learned so much from them each each have their own little chapter on uh, in, in the professional smallmouth book you know so you kind of take each with a grain of salt and mix your own and uh surprisingly it works sometimes excellent so. a- absolutely excellent hey you know what i that i find amazing uh mr chris Crow is that uh I, I say this. I hope everybody understands what I'm saying. The camera likes you, okay? <laughs> um, you know, I you, you you fit that fighter you fit that fighter mold. You know, you got the long hair going and 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 the beard. You kind of look like uh, uh, you're in the reform Metallica out in concert. You know, you're, you're doing a concert tour or something. You look like a, a a heavy metal guy more than a rock guy, and, and the cameras gravitated to to that. And I have noticed. In the elites, uh, interview-wise, pre-show, post-show, on stage, that uh, y- you get you get uh, more than your share of FaceTime on camera. Y- you may not be winning something, but man, they want to stick that camera in your face and talk to you. Uh, am I reading that correctly? I guess a little. I mean, I'm pretty humble, but uh, I wish I wish it was more for my outcome on the water. But guess what? Uh, you know, Goonies never say die, so we still got, uh, we still got a lot. You know what I mean? We got a lot of gas in the tank. But yeah, I, I I respect that. I respect the people from Bass and how they, you know, it, that's great. And then I, I I'm very thankful and blessed for stuff like that, Steve. And I try to make the most of the moments I have. I mean, that, that's what your sponsors are worried about is is uh, your recognition, and, and I think you've got uh, uh, incredible recognition in the sport right now. And I have incredible sponsors. I couldn't. Hey, yeah, who, who do you who do you have out there that you'd like to to take a couple minutes thanking? I, I'm going to start off with you know with the big, the big, the one and only. Uh, you know, Abu Garcia, Berkeley, Pure Fishing, that type. You know, I there is no way possible I could do it without them. No way, no. So I'm, that's you, and and you know, first off, you know, family, friends, silent sponsors. You know, people who just are awesome and give me a little bit of cash and don't expect much, you know, so <laughs> that is, that's awesome. And, uh, you know, I got to go down the line of, you know, Hey, is that, is that your sales? Is that your sales pitch? When you're looking for a new sponsor? Hey, man, give me some cash. Just don't expect much. <laughs> oh no, it's not. You'd be surprised. People come out of the woodwork. You know what I'm saying? Like they just know that they're. I don't know. They're genuine people. I, I've got a handful of them, and I don't know what to do without them. But no, I I, I understand. Uh, I'm just I'm just having fun with you there. Oh, for sure, for sure. But as for the ones that count, other than Abu Garcia, Berkeley. You know, Battleborn Lithium Batteries, they, they, they are amazing. 
um, plenum, medical gas, um, you know, B, you know, B and E, uh, that's where I get my, you know, my raps done. I mean, he is the best over there. I mean, he, he, you know, he knows, uh, he knows his stuff, you know, so you got, you know, you got people like that, Triangle Sports and Marine, Outcast Tackle, you know, Sims. Hey, you know, I, I can go on forever. I don't, my, I don't, my sponsors go forever. So. I don't know. I don't know what you're doing next year. I know you don't know what you're doing next year. You got to wait for those. Uh, uh, wait for the news on on the elite invites, and then decide what you're going to do after that. I, I just know you'll be fishing because as soon as you got home from New York, I see you're back on the chain fishing. And man, I'll tell you what, if you can go out and. Uh, catch fish on the fox chain in northern illinois uh it's one tough fishery it's 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 uh, fished real heavy it's it's uh it got an awful lot of pressure and, and you've been catching fish there for your life and in tournaments for well over 10 years so i know you'll be fishing somewhere next year I, i'm gonna let you go but before we leave and remember the world is hearing this you gonna take me fishing this fall on the fox chain in northern illinois I'm down. I'm down. Let's. I'm, you know. Let's do something. Uh, you know, uh, the fall bite here is it, it, it's grinder, but the fall bite you really get some big ones here. It kind of starts loading up on the shad, and the pressure's kind of off of them. People are going hunting and stuff. So I'm, I'm down to get you on a little tour of the chain, go to little rat holes, just pray for a little rain, and what we'll fun, dude. I am holding you to that. One of my favorite guys in pro bass fishing. Uh, a really good guy, a really good fisherman, and I, I enjoyed the story you told today. Hopefully, we'll talk again soon. Let me know what you're doing, and uh, let's pick a date to get on the water. Folks, Mr. Chris Grow. Thanks, Chris. See you soon. That wraps up this week's edition of the We Fish ASA podcast, the best iron fishing show on the radio or the internet in the entire USA. Michael Brand, USA Bass, thanks for being with us. Appreciate all the work you are doing to uh, ensure the future of the sport. And Johnston, thanks for being on. You are certainly a regular. You've been here since the beginning. We appreciate your input. Always a great segment with Dave and Dan Johnston. And then Chris Grow. You heard him, folks. I'm going fishing with him. We're holding him to that. You're all my witnesses. I get to fish when I... Elite angler, guy is uh, definitely good. Good guy, good story. Camera loves him. Definitely see him uh, having more success in the future than he has had in the past. I'm pulling for him. Chris Grow. I'd like to thank our sponsors, St. Croix, the best rods on earth. Calcutta, makers of a lot of products that fit your fishing lifestyle and passion. And Daiwa. When it comes to reels, they cover it all. Every quality level, every price point, but you know, no matter what diarrhea you pull out of the case, it's going to do the job. They make the best reels around. Remember, We Fish ASA presents a new episode of our one-hour podcast each and every week, available everywhere you listen to podcasts. Don't forget, home base is wefishasa.com. If you like what you hear, please let us know if there's something you'd like to hear us talk about or someone we ought to have on the show. Please let us know that, too. We answer all our mail, so fire away, folks. I'm Steve Sarley. My partner's Dave Kranz. We'll see you next week now. Let's go fishing! I'm professional angler Kevin Van Dam, and people always ask me, what's the best and easiest way to catch fish? Well, that's simple keep our waterways clean and free of litter. 
You know, tossing your worn out lures in the lake is not a winning move. Pitch them in the trash. Do your part and join me. Visit KeepAmericaFishing.org and pledge to pitch it.